And now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, we begin a brand new book. As we narrate the Bible and go through the entire scriptures in a year, it's the book of Galatians. There are some mega themes involved here in the book of Galatians. For instance, uh, the law. A group of Jewish teachers insisted that non-Jewish believers must obey Jewish law and traditional rules. Now, they believed a person was saved by following the law of Moses with emphasis on circumcision, the sign of covenant. In addition to faith in Christ, Paul opposed them by showing that the law cannot save anyone. And this is important because we cannot be saved by keeping the Old Testament law, even the Ten Commandments. The law served as a guide to point out our need to be forgiven. Christ fulfilled the obligations of the law for us. We must turn to Him to be saved. He alone can make us right with God. Another mega theme here in the book of Galatians is faith. We're saved from God's judgment and penalty for sin by God's gracious gift to us. We receive salvation by faith, trusting in Him, not in anything else. Becoming a Christian is no way based on our initiative, wise choice, or even good character. We can be right with God only by believing in Him. Now this is important because your acceptance with God comes by believing in Christ alone. That's it. Beware of anything that's Jesus plus. You must never add to or twist this truth. We are saved by faith, not by the good that we do. Have you placed your whole trust and confidence in Christ? He alone can forgive you and bring you into a relationship with God. And now let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. September 14th, the New Testament, Galatians chapter 1, verses 1 through 24. This letter is from Paul, an apostle. I was not appointed by any group of people or any human authority, but by Jesus Christ himself and by God the Father, who raised Jesus from the dead. All the brothers and sisters here join me in sending this letter to the churches of Galatia, May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Jesus gave his life for our sins, just as God our Father planned, in order to rescue us from this evil world in which we live. All glory to God forever and ever. Amen. I am shocked that you are turning away so soon from God, who called you to himself through the loving mercy of Christ. You are following a different way that pretends to be the good news but is not the good news at all. You are being fooled by those who deliberately twist the truth concerning Christ. Let God's curse fall on anyone, including us, or even an angel from heaven who preaches a different kind of good news than the one we preached to you. I say again what we have said before. If anyone preaches any other good news than the one you welcomed, let that person be cursed. Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. Dear brothers and sisters, I want you to understand that the gospel message I preach is not based on mere human reasoning. I received my message from no human source, and no one taught me. Instead, I received it by direct revelation from Jesus Christ. You know what I was like when I followed the Jewish religion, how I violently persecuted God's church. I did my best to destroy it, 
I was far ahead of my fellow Jews in my zeal for the traditions of my ancestors. But even before I was born, God chose me and called me by His marvelous grace. Then it pleased Him to reveal His Son to me, so that I would proclaim the good news about Jesus to the Gentiles. When this happened, I did not rush out to consult with any human being, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to consult with those who were apostles before I was. Instead, I went away into Arabia, and later I returned to the city of Damascus. Then three years later, I went to Jerusalem to get to know Peter, and I stayed with him for fifteen days. The only other apostle I met at that time was James, the Lord's brother. I declare before God that what I am writing to you is not a lie. After that visit, I went north into the provinces of Syria and Cilicia, and still the Christians in the churches in Judea didn't know me personally. All they knew was that people were saying, The one who used to persecute us is now preaching the very faith he tried to destroy. And they praised God because of me. Our reading in the book of Psalms will be Psalm 58, verses 1 through 11. The Old Testament is filled with references to justice. It's a key topic in the Psalms. Unfortunately, many judges and rulers in ancient times took justice into their own hands. They had complete authority with no accountability and the power to make their own laws. When earth's judges are corrupt, there is little hope of justice in this life. But God loves justice, and those who obey Him will experience perfect justice in eternity. Now shifting from prayer to prediction, we'll read here today that David fervently calls for justice that veers into grisly judgment. Broken fangs and smashed jaws, these are a few of the terms we'll read about here, uh, give way to the uh, godly waiting in the blood of the wicked. Well, the words convey ugly pictures of the gruesome results of sin. Even uglier pictures of the darkness are often revealed by their own demands for justice and more. This is certainly not the only time David's forceful sense of justice turned back on him. Ironically, David himself would eventually occupy the throne and be subject to the very imprecation he called down on others. Now we can be grateful that God hears our prayers, but we can also be grateful that God doesn't have to abide by our requests. Of all people, our national leaders should be just and fair. When they are unjust and unfair, people suffer as politicians wrest power from the people, national morality deteriorates, and God is ignored. When right triumphs at last, the godly will rejoice. Be assured that there will be a day of accountability and that God judges fairly. But be careful never to side with injustice, lest you find yourself standing before an angry judge. Psalm 58, verses 1 through 11. For the choir director, a psalm of David to be sung to the tune, Do Not Destroy. Justice, do you rulers know the meaning of a word? Do you judge the people fairly? No, you plot injustice in your hearts. You spread violence throughout the land. These wicked people are born sinners. Even from birth, they have lied and gone their own way. They spit venom like deadly snakes. They are like cobras that refuse to listen, ignoring the tunes of the snake charmers, no matter how skillfully they play. 
Break off their fangs, O God. Smash the jaws of these lions, O Lord. May they disappear like water into thirsty ground. Make their weapons useless in their hands. May they be like snails that dissolve into slime. Like a stillborn child who will never see the sun. God will sweep them away, both young and old, faster than a pot heats over burning thorns. The godly will rejoice when they see injustice avenged. They will wash their feet in the blood of the wicked. Then, at last, everyone will say, There truly is a reward for those who live for God. Surely there is a God who judges justly here on earth. Proverbs 23, verse 12. Commit yourself to instruction. Listen carefully to words of knowledge.